0: Well, today's scripture reading uh, comes from Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. We're going to read this in the ESV uh, if you want to follow along, uh, if you have your own Bible or Bible app, or if you have one of the church Bibles. Um, And we're also going to be projecting it up here uh, for those uh, joining us from home. Uh, Feel free to look up the scripture. I know sometimes it's kind of hard to read it depending on how big your screen is. Uh, Again, that's Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. And if you could please stand as able once you're ready to read the scripture. Um, Yeah, and, and definitely if you're joining us from home, you don't have to do that. But if you feel comfortable doing that, you're more than welcome to do that as well. May the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us today. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee and there they will see me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Well, friends, today's message is called Do Not Be Afraid. We have been talking all the year long about what it means to seek first the kingdom of God. And we have said this before, that the kingdom of God is a place where, um, in Dallas Willard's words, that if you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, one of the marks of being a citizen is no anxiety. How does that strike you in this world that we live in, where there's so much fear and anxiety? You know, anxiety has definitely been on the rise just steadily. Uh, I mean, really, since the introduction of smartphones, (laughs) and then with the pandemic, it took another spike. And in many ways, we live uh, uh, in an age of anxiety. And this idea that we can live in this reality, and, and part of the reason why we say that is because the reality of God being king, that you know that, not just up here in your head, but in your nervous system, in your sweat glands, in your heart, in your soul, deep down, just in every fiber of your being, you know that God is king. You know that God is real and that he has, uh, he, he's in control of this entire universe. And if that were true, and, and, and if we could experience that reality, then we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to live in anxiety anymore. And friends, I know maybe for some of us, that's something that we want to aspire to. Maybe we're not living that 100% of the time. I would like to say I'm in that kingdom reality all the time, but it's not true. I want to learn how to get into that more and more. But friends, maybe for some of us, as we hear this talk about the kingdom of God, it almost sounds too good to be true. And not just too good to be true, but it almost asks like we're asking something impossible. We're asking you to just kind of like, just throw away your brain, you know, and just kind of throw away the thoughts that you have. And, you know, all of these different things that are coming in, all this different input that we look at the world and we look at how uncertain it is, and we just look at all these things and we're just like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to just live as if, you know, God is really king. Because there's a lot of evidence to the contrary for me. And not only that, but to live in that, it almost feels like, like this. Like you're just blind on a tightrope, you know? And you're just asking, you know, like, like I'm, I'm asking people, or God is asking you to just take this step of faith, and, you know, you can't see, and, and, and there just doesn't seem to be any assurances. Do you ever feel like that? You know, how do I know? Pastor Steve, how do we know that God really is king? That God really is in control? that God really is trustworthy, that I don't need to be afraid. I mean, we've said this before, that in many ways, like, the worst thing you can say to someone, um, you know, who, who needs to be calm is calm down, right? <laughs> or someone who's worrying, hey, just don't worry, right? And, and it's like, okay, cool, like, like, I'm completely calm now, right? It usually doesn't work that way. But it's very interesting, because you will see that in Scripture, the most common exhortation or command is do not be afraid or fear not. Um, I don't know exactly how many times it's been said. Uh, There's a popular thing going around the internet, which I think someone actually just made this up. They said, do not be afraid appears 365 times in the Bible. So one for every day of the year. That's cute. (laughs) It appears a lot, though, I will say. (laughs) I don't know if it's 365 times. But you're going to see it actually in this passage. In this passage, I want to highlight for you, every time the word fear or afraid is spoken, right? And maybe you don't normally think of Easter being a a, a holiday where we we don't need to be afraid, but it's there. And so let's take a look again at this this passage. Uh, Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. They were going... Uh, to to honor Jesus and to um, anoint his body. And we're told that, behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, there you go, fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So the angel is like, I told you. He rose from the dead. And he said, do not be afraid. So cool, now the women are not going to have any more fear, right? For the rest of their lives, they will never fear. Is that true? Now, if you guys looked ahead, one verse. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. So (laughs) one verse later, right? Do not be afraid. Hey, you know, he's risen. I told you, right? Is that good enough? Is that good enough just to be told this? Apparently not, because they immediately start fearing right? And so they ran to tell his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and said, greetings. So now how is this different, friends? Before, they were just told, right? An angel of the Lord, which is pretty cool, right? But it's not Jesus. They're just told. He's risen from the dead, right? They have fear. And behold, Jesus met them and said, greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. Why did they do that, friends? Why did they go up and, and, and they touch his feet? Why did they do that? Well, number one, they're worshiping, right? So they're on the ground. But don't you think they wanted to see if he was really there, right? And they found that. They're like, oh, that's, that's real feet. <laughs> that's the feet of Jesus, right? There's the toes, right? There's a little toe hair. I mean, he was a man. He probably had some toe hair, right? And so they're like, hey, that's real, right? And, and so Jesus said to them, what does he say? Friends, what does he say? What does he say? Do not be afraid. Go and tell my disciples to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Why does he why does keep repeating this? Not just in this passage, but throughout the Bible. Why? Why, friends? what did Jesus come to do? Jesus come to, came to bring the kingdom of God. And of course, a lot of people thought this would be a political entity. Some people still do, right? But Jesus very, very clearly said, my kingdom is not of this world. And he even said at one point, it gets butchered in some of the translations. They say, uh, you know, that Jesus says, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. That's not what it says. It says the kingdom of God is inside of you. But that, that just seemed like too like, oh, I, I, I don't know what that means. It just sounds like like too like foo-foo or something. I, I, I don't know how to, to approach that. The kingdom of God is inside of you. This reality is always supposed to be with you. And one of the marks of the kingdom of God is that you can live in a spirit of fear and he can live in a spirit of love. I mean, I'm sure there's other spirits, but these spirits are diametrically opposed to each other. Which one is the spirit of the kingdom? Right? Do you remember where it says, perfect love casts out fear? Right? That we are supposed to live in this kingdom of love. God loves us, and we are supposed to be living out of love. And because God loves us, look at what he has done for us. He sent his son to die for us, right? And if we believe in that, it's not just believing here, trusting in that, right? Trusting in that reality that Jesus died for us and not only died for us, but he rose from the dead. He overcame death itself. Why is that important? If we want to live in a kingdom of love and not in a kingdom of fear. Because I got to tell you, I think at the base A pretty much all human fear is one base fear. It's the fear of death, isn't it? I mean, think about all the fears that we have. All of them are somewhat a proxy or somewhat related to an extension of the fear of death. Why do we fear people? Well, you know, maybe you fear rejection and all these things, but they even say that things like rejection, it feels like dying. Being disconnected from the tribe, it feels like, oh, man, now I'm on my own. (laughs) Now I'm not going to make it. Now I'm not going to survive, right? All of it, it comes down to this fear of death. Um, Dallas Willard likes to talk about Psalm 23 as um, this psalm of the kingdom heart. What does the kingdom heart look like? This idea that the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. I'm being taken care of. Right? I, I can chill by the, the, the streams, right? I, I I can just just lay in the grass, right? And, and and this is what it says in Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Why was this so important? For the disciples to hear again and again, do not be afraid, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. Christ is risen. He actually rose from the dead in bodily form. This actually happened. Why was that so important? Because you better believe they were going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? For many of them, they would go on to be uh, evangelists, right? To be witnesses. And in many places where they weren't welcome, in many places where their lives were threatened, they were in prison. Many of them were martyred, right, for the faith. And so in many ways, friends, this would be a reality for them. And maybe, friends, we don't face this imminent kind of death. But some of us, friends, I I, got to tell you, I, I think for a lot of us, we feel that shadow. We feel that shadow of death. When you see like a really disturbing news story, right? And, and, and it makes you afraid, it makes your heartbeat a little faster, right? You're, you're just kind of like, oh, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. What is that, friends? I think that's the shadow of death, right? I think that's what's making us afraid, right? But this is what it says. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no, we- no evil. Why, why? Why do we fear no evil? Because God told us not to be afraid? Because you heard a story once? No. For you are with me. That reality of God being with you. This is the reality of the kingdom of God. That God is here. Right? And friends, I got to tell you. That for me... A few years back, um, I've shared this before. Some some of you know this. Um, It was early 2019. I had gotten back from a a retreat uh, in Cincinnati, and uh, I was praying for a lot of kids, a lot of kids who had um, a lot of things going on in their lives. And um, I'm I'm not really sure what happened after that retreat, but it was like New Year's Eve. I say it was like New Year's Eve because it probably started after. I remember the ball dropped and everything. I'm laying in bed, and I can't go to sleep. And this thought occurs to me. And this thought would dominate my mind for the next three months. And it was one thought. I can't breathe. It just felt like I couldn't breathe. And I just had this, like, crippling anxiety. And... Over the next few months, um, I would have these like, terrible uh, panic attacks, anxiety attacks. Um, I, I sometimes would have anxiety attacks uh, in the middle of service. <laughs> People told me they never knew, but uh, if you look back at some of those sermons, I was like sweating so much. Um, there was a lot going on. and um, There were times where I, I literally couldn't sleep because my body would jolt awake. Every time I, I would start to fall asleep, I would feel that, that feeling of not being able to breathe and then just, just jolt wide awake. And there would be nights, uh, at the worst of it, about like four or five days in, um, this would happen sometimes every like 20 seconds. Sometimes I could sleep for maybe like two minutes before I would jolt awake. And I was like, what is happening? Right? I, I went to see doctors, I, I was calling my pastor friends, um, I, I, I just, I didn't know what was happening. And friends, um, one of the things that that um, one of my, my pastor friends, as he was praying for me, something that God revealed to him, he, he was like, Pastor Steve, there, there, there's there's something from your past. There's something that goes back really, really, really deeply within you. And in a moment, um, I knew what it was, and he actually said what it was. Uh, my, my friend... Um, he had some gifts and prophetic prayer. And he was like, I'm hearing one word, death. And for me, that's what it was. It's the shadow of death, the sphere of death. You know, this was 2019, guys. (laughs) I've been at this church since 2004, right? I mean, I was a pastor at this point. I would come and preach the Easter message every year, Right? Christ is risen, and, and by the way, as we shared with the little ones, every Sunday is a mini Easter. Every Sunday is meant to be a reminder. That's why we worship on Sunday, because that's the day that Jesus rose from the dead, right? I knew it. I knew it, and, and I knew it, like, not just up here, but I knew it in other parts of my life, but still, there was something deep down where I had a very, very deep fear of death. And one of the songs during that season that really, because um, I, I, because a lot of people were like calling me and they would text me and uh, I mean, like people would send me like scripture and they would send me songs to listen to, because through the whole process I was like, I mean I can't fake this, so I, I would just tell the congregation what was going on. I was like, guys, I'm going through this. Can you pray for me? And they did. And people would send me messages like right before bedtime because they knew that it was going to be a rough night for me. And um, one of the songs that, that was really um, very just, just spoke to my soul in that season was that last song that we sang, Living Hope, right? That idea that Jesus Christ is our living hope. He has conquered the grave, right? And I would, like there would be nights where I seriously would just listen to that song on repeat, like seven, eight, nine times, you know, until, like, I would get sleepy. And, and I just wanted that reality to sink in. You know, there are times where I, I would be having, like, an anxiety attack. And um, there was one time I was meeting uh, the senior pastor at the church. And we were at Olive Garden, of all places. And I'm having a panic attack at Olive Garden. And he's reading me scripture from his phone, you know. And and I'm just, like like like, he can see that I'm having a panic attack. And I'm just, like, you know, kind of, like, going like this. And I'm just not doing well. And he's like, Pastor Steve, listen to me. I'm like, I'm listening. I'm listening. He's like, no, 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 listen to me. And he started reading these scriptures, right? And he started, like, like all of this stuff that we've been talking about, this idea that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I am with you. It's not enough just to hear those words. But through that process, you know, as I heard those songs, as I, I, as I heard the scripture you know, slowly over time. Friends, I've had this from the time I was young. I, I know I'm not alone in this. I know a lot of us, we have the fear of death. There, I mean, there's philosophers who, you know, like basically that's kind of at the core of philosophies that, you know, so much of our meaning, it will come through figuring out what happens at the end, you know, and having to wrestle with this fact of our mortality, you know, and all of this stuff, it just It hangs over all of us, the shadow of death. And it was very powerful in my life. And friends, I got to tell you, all the things that I've been doing, right? All the sermons, all the messages, all the scripture, all the songs, all the prayer, it has helped. But it's been a gradual process for that to fully sink into me. And friends, I don't know what the one moment was where it broke, but it did. Praise God, it did. You know, I I don't have the panic attacks anymore. Um, but th- there's these moments where I just have this overwhelming sense of knowing, God, this is because I don't have to fear anymore. I, I know, I know in a deep part of me, I know there's probably deep recesses of me. You know, is it like, do I believe like 99%, 99.9%, 95%? I don't know, right? But th- this idea that, what was it that changed for the women? Was it just hearing the story? Hey, he rose from the dead, right? You're, you're, you're looking in the wrong place. He's not here. It wasn't enough. They still feared. But they had this encounter, right, where they could actually hear Jesus. They were actually with Jesus. They could actually touch Jesus. And I know for all of us, we're not going to get that. But you know what we get? We get the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of Christ can witness to you, can witness to your spirit that he is alive. And and, and what what we are invited to do is to allow that spirit in, that we can actually encounter that spirit so we can know, we can know, not just up here, but in every fiber of our being that that is true, that we have a living hope. Friends, it's, it's what I, yeah, I mean, it's what I stand on, right? This truth, this truth. Um, I, I, I want to sing a song for you. Is, is that okay? It's going to be acapella. <laughs> Not a great singer. Just just a snippet of it. Because uh, there, there's an old Bill Gaither song called Because He Lives. And I think it so perfectly captures um, what, what we're talking about. Uh, th- this is the, the chorus, Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living Just because he lives Would you sing that with me? That would be awesome. Because he lives I can face tomorrow Because he lives God is not asking us to go out on a tightrope and just gamble with your life, to just kind of jump off a cliff and trust that he's going to catch you. He has given us a certainty, and that is his son coming and dying on a cross for our sins. And on the third day, by the power of God, God rose him from the dead. I mean, it's something that completely changed the church. It changed the day that, you know, these Jewish followers of Jesus worshipped, you know, their day of worship. It changed from Shabbat, the Sabbath, to Sunday. And that happened very early. And there are all these disciples that, I mean, almost every one of them gave their life for this truth. Who would do that? Right? Most of us, I mean... Like, like, if you're going to lie about something, right, at a certain point, you know, like, like we all said, we, we, we have this fear of death, right? Wouldn't that be enough to be like, okay, okay, <laughs> like, like, yeah, the, the jig is up, right? We're, we're not going to go along with this anymore. But no, no, they went to their own crosses in a way, right? They're willing to give it all up because they knew. They knew that this was a certainty. They had experienced it. They had seen it. And even though we don't get to always see that with our own eyes, we can experience that by the Holy Spirit. So I just want to take a moment as we close, friends, that you know, maybe for you, um, you, you have your doubts, or, or maybe it's, it's been hard to follow Jesus, and you know, maybe you're starting to realize, wow, I really do have a lot of fear in my life, and maybe some of these things aren't a complete certainty for me. And friends, it may not happen just in a moment, but it can happen in a moment, right? It could take many moments, but this could be a moment, right? Could we just pray and maybe just ask for the Holy Spirit? Maybe praise team if you guys want to come up. Let's just take a moment, you know. Maybe you've known this in your head. You know, you've heard the story, but you want to know it in your heart, in your soul, in your nervous system, that we can face uncertain days. Life is worth living. We do not need to be afraid. We can face tomorrow, all of the uncertainties of tomorrow, because he lives. Because God rose him from the dead. And that same power is with you. This God who has this power over life and death, He has a grip on your life. And so you do do not need to face the future afraid. Friends, could we just pray? You know, maybe for some of us, you know, you you need that, that faith reaffirmed. You need that trust reaffirmed. You need to know that again. Maybe for some of us, we need to know that for the first time. And maybe we could just say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come into my life. You are present in this place. Would you come into my life? Holy Spirit, come. Show me what only you can show. Reveal this truth to me. That this is real. It's the real deal. There have been thousands of years of Christians who have staked their life on this truth. They have been willing to risk it all because they knew that God holds life and death. It wasn't just a story for them. It was a reality by the Holy Spirit. God, I just pray for each and every one of us, Lord, that we can know this truth. And not just a story for us, God, but in our nervous system, when we go to sleep at night, when we are facing the different uh, things that may represent the shadow of death for us, God, in life, that we will know We will know, we will know in every fiber of our being, you love us, you are with us, you have overcome the world, you have overcome death itself. What do we need to be afraid of? What can death do to us? Because you have us. You have us in the grips of your hands. You have us in the palm of your hands. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.